Hello and welcome to an Astroholic Explains festive special, which is not even festive. It's really not, so we didn't put any kind of uh, Christmas themes uh, in this. Uh, welcome to the one-off December special. Well, yeah, the, the mid-winter special. Not even mid-winter, just the beginning of winter. Solstice special. <laughs> oh, Solstice special work. That's a good one, I like okay. We are dropping it on the 21st of December, which is today. <laughs> So, this is actually based on one of my old um, sci-fi stories, uh, written a good uh, five years ago. I submitted to a few places, uh, and uh, it had changed a lot since uh, um, I submitted it. So I got some good feedback on changes, but when I was uh, um, sort of organizing it to turn it into an audio drama, I kept thinking of uh, a piece of feedback uh, that uh, sort of stayed with me not for the positive but more for the negative because one of the comment was uh, I was trying to do something that was uh, realistic sci-fi like very uh, this could happen and they thought that I went a little bit uh, too far on the speculation and I would say this was written uh, in uh, 2017, 2018. Listen to it and then tell me if uh, this is still too much of a speculation. I've taken some uh, creative liberties. Uh, it's all set uh, in uh, on the Lunar Gateway, which is going to be a real space station that will be built around the moon. But uh, I have uh, put in on a weird orbit around the moon that goes behind the moon because I needed to have uh, moments of uh, disconnection. For reasons. For reasons, for plot reasons. Um, the real Lunar Gateway will actually be on an orbit that is always in contact with Earth. I hope you enjoy this tale of power and misuse of power. Happy listening. Lieutenant Pavesi, I am Major Johnson and I am going to be conducting the last of these interviews. Whenever the recorder is on, it means we are on record. The agency has already evaluated most of the situation from the station records, but it would be amiss if we didn't also check with you as a single witness. Can you take us through the events that led to the incident? Can we not call it an incident, please? It's just the formal term we are using. I do understand your anger about it. I don't think you do. Not really. Anger. Anger doesn't cover it. Let me go through all of it from the very beginning of the worst day of my life. That morning started badly. I was furious. That was my last half an hour of solitude before my colleagues arrived back at the gateway from the surface of the freaking moon. I'm sure you know what our dear space agency said about the gateway at launch. Humanity's orbital space station around the moon. The launch pad to the solar system. Can't fault them for the PR. It is the anchor point to lunar exploration, at least in theory. We're still just doing short trips to the moon's surface and then back up. Safe, well planned and with no uncertainties. None of the stuff for the history books but it's good science and it's the start for further exploration. 
On that day, my colleagues had been down there for a whole lunar day, or about 14 days, 14 Earth days. But I was not allowed to be there with them. And why is that? Just for the record, I know the story. Well, who doesn't? Uh, well, my participation in the mission was suddenly deemed too political. You see, I'd brought a rainbow flag to plant and live up on the surface of the moon. Simple display of solidarity for the queer community, for freedom. Love wins to the moon and back, a harmless message, I told so. Not even very political, as many think it as the baseline of gay activism. Yet I was wrong. Suddenly it became an international scandal, with many wishing for my early demise. Abandoned on the moon, thrown out of the airlock. Um, how to get rid of me and what I represent became a matter of discussion among politicians, journalists and trolls worldwide. There were 25,000 retweets to a right-wing agitator calling me the embarrassment of the whole space program. Even the space billionaires joked about how it would be better for me not to come back. Maybe they can launch a mission to that effect. You see, they would totally have the resources to fire a missile at me and make it look like an accident. Can we go off record? Thanks. Thought of guillotines crossed my mind. Rusty guillotines. Sorry, but you ask for an honest window into my state of mind. So that's where I was. This is why I was angry. Back of record, if you please. Given everything, the powers that be deem it better to bench me in order to avoid controversy. So I had to wait on board while Paula and Marcus were down there driving around collecting rocks. Sure, it's easy and doesn't sound like much fun, but on the goddamn moon. There was nothing much to do that morning apart from waiting for them to come back, so I bounced around the cabin which wasn't much bigger than a studio flat. Don't think of it as a sci-fi space station. The place is tiny. Not as fancy nor as large as the International Space Station, but its three modules were enough for a sojourn like this. It was small, it felt like the future. Compact, but fully automated. One day something like this could be around Mars. And yet, I was so mad that this future I dreamt for so long starred with the bigotry of the past. Anger is what I felt. How could I not? I wasn't planning to be a pivotal chapter in human space exploration, but I had hoped to be treated like more than a shameful and embarrassing footnote. But nevertheless, I tried to distract myself. Not successfully. I felt too bored, too restless. On top of that, being on the far side of the moon, I was out of satellite reach, so I couldn't even get my limited bandwidth uh, connection to the internet. Not that I was allowed to post anyway, following the fallout uh, of the last few weeks. I was alone, with nothing but my own thoughts uh, to keep me company, and well, with friends like those, who needs enemies? I remember my mind was racing, oscillating between all the possibilities waiting for me back home. Have I lost my chance to make a real contribution to lunar exploration? Was my gesture not what the community needed? 
Oh god, will I be fired? Maybe it won't be too bad. Maybe I'll be elevated and recognized as a Marty, right? That was wrong after all. Me, me, me. I hated the narrative and I'm a fool to even have considered it. Personal glory is inevitable when you're one of the few people doing something like going to space. And I really wanted to do something, but it was something for my community. I wanted to scream queer rights from the heavens. I wanted to show that not even the sky is the limit. But maybe I was too arrogant, too selfish. I announced my plan for the flags too early and then put Paul and Marcus in a difficult situation. When Mission Control decided not to send me down to the surface, they had refused to go down as well. Their gesture was immensely touching. But I had to talk them into continuing the mission, to go down there. Yes, the agency was aware of the possibility of a strike and that you were the one who actually brokered the continuation of the mission. And pretty much everyone on the planet knew where your colleagues stood. The agency was very concerned about the future repercussions. I wish I hadn't stopped them. Of course. Who wouldn't in your position? Anyway, I was alternating, feeling angry, with feeling terrible. I felt selfish, like I disappointed my community by not fighting the official decision. Then I just accepted the notion that it was better to be quiet and not make a fuss, so I could just save my career. It's the moon. The moon! Was it a mistake? Was it hurting my career and the cause too? How often does anyone get an opportunity like this, let alone anyone like me? They've been on the moon for 14 days now, sending me updates, telling me how boring it was. Bastards, I love them so much. They were the perfect uh, PR couple for the agency, an astronaut couple. Beautiful, brilliant, charismatic. I was getting antsy waiting for them to get back to the station. I reread their messages, the rocks, more rocks, some jokes about them being the first human to have sex on the moon, you see, bastards again. And the last one, the surprise. Hey darling, we set up the ascension vehicle to take a snapshot from 60 meters in the air when we leave. Well, not, uh, you know what I mean. It should automatically go to your inbox, since we're going to be pretty busy with maneuvers. <laughs> Why can't it pilot itself? Anyway, we'll see you in a few hours. I look out of the window, the near side of the moon was coming to view. I couldn't wait to talk to them. I even had got a video call from them since the day before. I, I did wonder if they were okay, I would say I had a bad feeling. But the truth is that um, solitude uh, wasn't good for me. I needed to talk to people. Everything was too much. My chest tightened and I, I didn't even attempt to fight off the tears. All of this is clearly registered on the record, but thank you for putting it in context. I do understand it's not easy. There was a noise from the computer. The Ascension vehicle is en route to the gateway. All parameters nominal. T-minus five minutes to contact. The onboard crew signals that everything is okay. And then another beep told me I had a private message titled, Share the shit out of this. I opened the image and immediately began to cry and to laugh and to cry some more. 
in large meters long letters carved into the soft lunar soil write the words queer rights now well that was definitely not on the list that we weren't allowed to do on the moon my career had made history and i was mesmerized by that image nothing could have torn me away i was staring at that picture through tear blurred vision trembling with euphoria and then i saw it i blinked unable to comprehend the sight there were two clumps on the ground they looked like people they couldn't be they, they must be rocks i thought a trick of light of course i thought my hands shook and i stared at the screen unable to breathe two bodies lay there in a crumpled heap my mates my crew please take your time i'm okay and i can't take my time no and couldn't then the computer chimed again the ascension vehicle is en route to the gateway all parameters nominal t minus one minute to contact the onboard crew signaled that everything is okay clearly somebody had killed my friends and took their spacecraft and now was coming for me I, i didn't know if it was fear sorrow rage the spur me in automatic motion but i was moving whoever was coming whatever was coming surely wasn't good i had to get out there i had no weapon i was defenseless the only thing i had was knowledge i knew the spacecraft uh, better than them better than anyone if this was planned uh, they must have been planned uh, but i knew better i was living there and living there is another thing it it was a home invasion and i knew my home i didn't need to stop them i just needed to save myself all systems were still under my control i couldn't stop them docking and coming on board but they wouldn't have access to the rest i practiced this well not this but if the station was in danger from like space rocks or another satellite i could just go to earth on the return craft and weather the danger that's what i did and i did it quickly i locked myself in and put the gateway on safety mode one by one each system turned off the whole station went dark then the lunar module docked i waited i sent the email with the picture back to ground control quietly typing my dire situation I watch on the camera feed as the latch of the lunar module opened and two people flew out masks wearing all black knives in hand they glided silently across the station looking for me they almost look uncertain unsure about where to go next they were not expecting this So, at least uh, I did the right thing there. I had saved myself some time. I saw them moving towards the console, trying to turn it on, and I thought, uh, not not a chance fucker. This is my ship. They were getting concerned. Uh, 
And at that point, uh, Ground Control had just told me that I'd seen everything and I had permission to abandon ship. And then Ground Control told me that I could count on allies out there. I, I was surprised to hear it, uh, um, but well, that douchebag of a queerphobic billionaire was in lunar orbit too. He had asked permission to rendezvous with the Gateway shortly after uh, on the far side of the moon. Is it fair to assume you know by now that his company claims that the two were stowaways? Did you suspect he was involved? Um, yeah, I've seen the reports and grainy video footage, uh, but I couldn't know for sure and I didn't want to take a risk. Uh, um, so I decided to fly home by myself. Uh, I saw them going to the console and take control to the station. I sent a message to Grand Control as we moved behind the moon to tell them of what I've decided, what I was going to do. Yes, I've read that report. So I'm there, ready to separate from the station when I felt an acceleration. They clearly didn't know how to maneuver it. So I was pushed against the wall of the vehicle and I barely time to reach my control panel to get free. And wow, there, I see it. The gateway ramming into the billionaire spacecraft faster than a bullet, breaking its hull as fuel, flames, and debris spread in low lunar orbit. A grim firework display raining on the far side of the moon. I watched that tragic spectacle unfolding, I. probably longer than I should. Well, everything, all of it. What a senseless tragedy. Of course, I thought Paul and Marcus. Ultimately, I set the course for Earth and just. alright. Thank you for revisiting the tragic incident once again. And I am sorry for your loss. I believe I have everything now. Um, but could I discuss something with you, completely, off the record? Of course. Well, I had to go through all the computer records of your ship and everything that had been downloaded before the collision. Everything is in order, but it looks like a file was deleted. Based on related files that have been activated, I can speculate, but it looked like it was an order to execute a rendezvous maneuver at full speed into the billionaire spacecraft. Very peculiar, I thought, if it had been coming from your computer. Peculiar, indeed. But then I discovered that the copy was corrupted, and I saw that the command originated from the space station. The stowaway set up to destroy the spacecraft. Understanding their motivation is beyond my pay grade. But I do thank you, sincerely, for the service you've done to humanity. And I hope to see you on the moon. Thank you very much, Major. I hope uh, you enjoyed uh, our little story. And uh, we will be back in a few months with uh, some cool science for you to get lost in. <laughs>